Friends, it is good to be with you again this week. Hurricanes and ocean waves dominate the airwaves this week. Ian struck Florida's west coast midweek and South Carolina on Friday, creating a large swath of damage that will take years to fix. The upwelling was the Nord Stream pipeline, hammered by explosives in the Baltic Sea. No one is taking credit, and everyone is blaming someone else. <laughs> the political landscape is starting to take shape as we near the election, and people are running from the Bible as if it was a nuclear bomb ready to go off. I know it's a lot to cover. I'm your host, Brian Burden, and we look into this and more here on Burden on Society. Bomb, some TNT, scuba divers, or many unmanned submersibles. Those are just a few of the ways you could poke a hole in an undersea pipeline. Few countries, let alone people, are capable of pulling off this kind of stunt slash terrorist attack. Now, many are blaming Russia itself for destroying the capabilities of the pipeline. Now, sure, I can see the possibility that Putin would want to create chaos and maybe scare Europe into submission. But then I have to ask myself, why would Putin waste much needed money in actual gas flowing by blowing it up? Money is the necessity that runs his war. Why also would you do this when you could just turn the spigot off at any time? <laughs> Not only do you give away your leverage, your much needed cash flow slows if you blow the stupid thing up. Now, Russia blames the United States, of course. Putin claimed that the Anglo-Saxons in the West have turned from sanctions on Russia to Terrorist attacks, with quotes again, <laughs> sabotaging the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines in what he described as an attempt to destroy the energy of Europe's infrastructure. Now, would we plunge our allies into a frozen winter of death without natural gas supplies flowing? Doesn't seem like a fathomable outcome for any of us. Also, it seems like we would not want to ruffle the feathers of a dictator sitting on the biggest arsenal of nuclear weapons on the planet. We already have him in a corner, and rats in a corner come out fighting, unfortunately. Do we really believe that we need to do something big like this to change the regime in Russia? I mean, risk a full-out nuclear war from someone who says he will use them if it comes to that? Or, and I'm spitballing here, could the current unliked president going into what looks like a devastating election actually provoke a rattlesnake to make himself look stronger and garner maybe a few more votes for his party? It would not be the first time that this scenario has happened. So if it is not Russia or the USA, then who may have pulled this off? I guess Germany could have. But how does this help them? It only guarantees that the people of Germany will suffer without energy this winter. Britain? Well, they talk a big talk, but they are in economic peril right now themselves. An, an economy on the brink of failure, just like Germany is. This type of action only hinders any recovery for both of them. There are a few other probabilities, but it sure feels like a, a high-stakes game of 3D chess is being played by our politicians. No winners will come of any of this, and more failures and disasters will become more prevalent if we continue down this course and this rocky road. Now, Hurricane Ian struck Florida and devastated much of the southwest coast of the state this week. It then went on to hit South Carolina and flood the area around Pawleys Island on Friday. Now, if you haven't checked out my podcast on the climate hoax, then check it out, as I have a ton of information showing that this scam is just that, a scam. Yes, there will be hurricanes each year. <laughs> Some will strike the coast. But the liberal media fell all over themselves trying to make one hurricane into an actual climate crisis. 
I have to give credit to the head of NOAA. When he was talking with Don Lamont on his show during the storm, yes, during the storm, with people dying, Lamont asked how Hurricane Ian was affected by climate change. Can you tell us what this is and what effect the climate change has on this phenomenon? Well, we can come back and talk about climate change uh, at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. Listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the okay, well, based, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to int intensify. The NOAA expert wasn't having it. He said, I want to talk about the here and now. One storm does not dictate climate change. Yeah, you know, of course, Lamont tried at least two more times before claiming that he had lived there and they were getting stronger. Yes, an expert is made every day, and he proclaimed he was. Now, I could stomp all over that outlandish folly just on its own merit. But because I know just a little about weather, I will rely on those weird things called facts. You see... Facts are a funny thing. They don't lie. Sure, you can twist them into your liking, but that only hides your own agenda for only so long. The number of hurricanes have actually decreased in the last 100 years. Did you know that? <laughs> kind of odd. Climate kooks never mentioned that. Did you know that this year marked the lowest total of storms to this point in the season in 30 years? Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Forecasts from NOAA are now signaling that they expect only a 5% increase in intensity of storms in the next 100 years, plus a 25% decrease in actual storms, so less to hit you. And if it does, you might get 5 to 10 extra miles an hour wind out of them. Hmm, 125 miles versus 132 miles an hour. Really, does it matter that much at those speeds? Uh-uh, I don't think so. Now, I labeled this podcast, Why Are People Running From not running to the Bible. It is a well-known fact that church attendance has been decreasing for decades now. Many, many factors are cited. Some say that the Bible has too many rules. Are these really rules, or are they morally what you know you should do, but are ashamed that you haven't? So if this may be you, you run for the hills proclaiming, you can't abide by the words of the one true God, Jesus. There are just too many rules. Others say they have been harmed by people in the church that churchgoers are hypocrites. Well, yes, the church is full of sinners, just like you. People who have made mistakes, many who are trying and failing to walk with the Lord. But Jesus welcomes them, warts and all. If they want a relationship with him, they are welcome. Now, I won't mince words, but the failure of the family as a whole has a lot to do with the failure of the people to see the light. No father's present has been a scourge to the young boys and girls of our country. Leadership that they desperately need but are sorely missing. Now this also doesn't mean that single mamas are failing. So many try so hard to give their children a life that will fulfill them and keep them safe. Here's where many churches can fill the void and are growing as they try to fill the void of those missing parents, so to speak. Youth programs are at nearly every church now. Parents become enamored by their kids' sports, bands, and extracurricular activities on the outside, but not in church. Your church is the lifeblood of your community. Your children will learn to love, not to hate others. But you need to take them for them to get something out of it. Sitting at home staring at a screen for hours on end has also been a tragedy to our youngsters. 
swiping for the next quick energy boost as quick presentations entice our kids to places none of us should go. It is common now that churches and Jesus have been replaced with TikTok and YouTube. Parents are also hooked on their phones and see screen time as happy time. Unfortunately, it is a place where depression lurks on every single screen. Activity, meaning, and family are common thread that has left our nation this century. Take your kids to church, stay a while, and realize you are loved by the people there and the Lion of Judah. You will be glad you did it. Not only may you save your kids, but you will save yourself from the darkness that is here and growing in our world every single day. Look and grasp the light of the new world that will open up to you as you bask in the love of Jesus. Unfortunately, politics is going to play a big role in the church in the coming years. Politicians will try to take your freedom to worship your God away from you. The beginnings can be seen now as a trickle, but the floodgates will open soon as they attack us all. With that thought, I can also see that the political landscape for the coming election is starting to line up and tighten up. I see it as a simple question, probably the same one it should always be. Are you better off in your life now than you were two years ago? If yes, then vote Democrat, as they hold power now. But if not, vote Republican to hopefully get some kind of change. Lining up the ideas is also pretty easy. Right now, Republicans seem to be for freedoms that Democrats want to take away from you. Guns, religion, even information they want to control and take from you. So inflation right now is bad. Gas prices are bad. Wages not keeping up is bad. Energy independence as a nation is disappearing. Illegal immigration is driving a nation towards bankruptcy. Many experts now believe the economy is ready to crash. But you're being told everything is fine. So, all the signs say vote red. The bad news is the Republicans talk a good talk, but never seem to live up to that talk. Both sides are close to each other in beliefs. If you go blue, then we are on the fast track to becoming an authoritarian nation. If you vote red, then the track will slow a bit, but we'll still move forward. Either way, truthful experts say the U.S. economy will possibly crash hard in the next 24 to 36 months. Globally, in the next 6 to 12 months. Now, you can argue that it was on purpose, and you might be right, I don't know. But a crash will just give them fodder and justification to take away many of your rights. Be prepared for whatever may come next. As always, I stress to get rid of those bills as soon as possible. Take care of your family. Look out for your neighbors and go to church. Be the church. And find the family you might be missing. Find the light of Jesus. Then no matter the problems, you will be safe in his loving arms. Please do not lose sight of what is most important, though. No matter what kind of problems that are happening in our country right now, do not be afraid to help in your community. Support your local churches. Maybe volunteer at a food bank or homeless shelter. These all will be a big need in the coming years. I stress if you do not know Jesus, I encourage you to open yourself up to the fulfilling words of our loving Savior. Finding God is where you realize your needs will be quenched, where you find out how your unique purpose can be fulfilled. If you repent of your sins and believe with your whole heart that He is our Lord and Savior, then He will give you solace in knowing that you are loved. My friends, put your faith in Jesus, the great I Am, the only truth, the only truth that will carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time. Shut up and sit down.